A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49 of Histories of the Unexpected, where we will be audio googling through history, exploring the history of things you didn't even know had a significant story to tell, like sugar, cupboards or belief. And we'll be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how simply everything, simply everything, Sam, has a history and crucially how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew, for example, that the history of silence, yes, the history of silence is in fact all about whistleblowing, domestic violence and desert islands. Mm. Or that the history of coffee is about news, politics and sluggishness. And also what it says about a nation where instant coffee, instant coffee, I can't stand the stuff, passes as acceptable. It's also about the history of mouth injuries, because I always burn my mouth in coffee. Oh. Uh, the man sitting opposite me is the Time Lord himself. It's Professor Extraordinaire of Early Modern British History at Plymouth University. It's James Daybell. Hello, James. Hello, Sam. And the man sitting opposite me is the Premier League goal scorer of goals, of historical goals, that is. <laughs> it is the truly wonderful, the inspirational, the innovative, the uber-brainy, the dash and the debonair. Too much? No. Uh, it is Sam, Dr. Sam Willis. Now, together, we will be piloting you on this uncharted and frankly highly dangerous flight into the past. Each week, one of us takes the lead. And this week, unfortunately, you'll find out why in a minute, it's my turn. And what we're going to do today is to go back and have a think about the history of the scar, which we've done before, haven't we? We have. We have, where we talked about dueling scars. And what else did we talk about? Um, scars. Well, I mean, one of the things I wanted to talk about was we picked up from the previous episode is this idea of scars on the human body, the human body mm. being a historical document mm. in its own mm. right. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be bringing this up because I have a new scar. You've had an accident, haven't I, you? I have had an accident. Um, <laughs> Tell us about your accident. Well, I was... Are you okay? I'm fine. Good. I wasn't okay. W where is it? Uh, it's gone now. It's um, gone? Because it's <laughs> under my eyebrow. It's gone. Which, it's, which it's raises a, the very interesting question of invisible historical scars, invisible has gone. which we'll talk right. about later. So scars inside the mouth is one. You can't yes, see them, yes, but they're still yes. there. Um, or internal scars from operations. So yeah. we're going to be talking about visible scars or semi-visible, because mine's yeah. behind my left eyebrow, so my eyebrow hair mm. hides the scar. So I was on a boat in the uh, Mediterranean off the coast of Sardinia, yeah. and I got smacked in the face by a boom, which is the um, horizontal piece of timber or metal at the bottom of a sail on a sailing boat and when the wind Ouch. catches it it swings across very violently Ooh. and um if you are stupid and not paying attention as i was and it whacks you on the face i properly whacks you on the face as well um i i can still hear the noise of it hitting my skull 
Oh, um, crack. Yeah, it was it was a big crack, and um, there was a gust of wind. The the little boat spun round, and the next thing I knew, I was underwater. Uh, I emerged and um, was hauled out of water, taken to the beach, and then um, the the open wound on my forehead was closed shut with a couple of those you know those little little yeah, yeah. white steri strips. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the so the whack hit. So you me. had to go to hospital for it. No, no, no. I just went to the beach. Right, oh, the, beach. <laughs> the beach hospital. The beach hospital had the this yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, right. And the the boom hit me uh, so smack on the eye socket. So I was bruised underneath the eye, and then my, the the skin on my forehead split. So I now have a very tender spot in my eye, and I'll have a scar there for the rest of my life. I think. Um, you still can't see it, can no, you? No, no. I have very poor eyesight. It was obviously very well stitched and it's, up. It's very, very well stitched up. Um, and you have eyebrows as well. I do have covering eyebrows. It. Yes, yeah. fortunately. Well, I could shave them off to yes. show you my no, no, scar, no, but I'm no, not no, going to no, do that. No, no, no. <laughs> um, so anyway, so there we go. So my body has acquired a new um, historical n- notifier of, an, of a, um, an incident in my life. That is seared on your memory. It is seared in my memory that, and, that and, event. and seared in my skin. So um, I thought it'd be quite fun to just consider the scars on our body yes. to demonstrate how. Oh my God. I don't have many, but I have how the body I is a, a historical document. Go on then. Shall I? Shall I start? Go on. You see here, this. I'm sure I've talked about this before. The vertical like one. A little tiny, little tiny, little. Yes, I can. Little um, blemish. Little on your blem- on your baby like that, that's, that's my dueling scar. <laughs> my dueling scar from when I was a small boy in the garden with a bamboo cane. Did you win? Uh, I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember anything about it uh, except that I have this this scar here. I have a uh, a scar here from an injection. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, I have a scar here when I rem- oh god, I remember when I was about five years old and I just got a. I just got a new bike for Christmas, and we lived in a house on a slight hill. Yeah, and I had a, a tomahawk bike, which is a sort of purple bike with a bit like a chopper. And I was going down this hill, and I fell. I came flying off it and just scraped all my sort of knee, and also kind of here, right yeah. on my hip. And yeah. I still have a scar there, hmm. which is oh, oh, That's pretty grim. Yeah, yeah. Where are your? I, I I do have chicken box scars, but they're best. So I like your about. medical ones; they're interesting. See, so the one on your arm is that's a BCG scar. Yes. So I don't know when BCGs were invented, but BCGs leave a scar. Then they're nasty, nasty. Do they still leave a scar? They still leave they... a scar. Yeah. Um, Why haven't they invented something more humane? Well, I don't know, but that must be a marker for for humans in I'm guessing the Western world where you receive yep. BCGs. I actually yep. don't know. I'm talking off the top of my head. So, Twitterati, if you're listening, get in touch. Tell me when BCGs were invented. The point about BCGs, of course, is that pre BCGs, people didn't have a scar on their left arm mm. or right arm mm. if you're left-handed, and then after they did, I've got one. Mine's quite a nasty one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I've got quite a lot of scars. Where else have you got scars? Well, I've got quite a lot, You're quite active, aren't you? I am quite active. Yes, I've got all sorts of scars all over my legs because I was both active and malcoordinated. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. Um, No, I've got a couple of of nice ones. This one here, um, which I love... I'm quite proud of this. This is a this is a weapon scar. Ooh. This I I was I don't know maybe 13 or 14 at a fairground and I, I was having got one of those air rifles. Yep. You know, and you cock them, yeah, you break yeah. them in half. Yeah. And then I slammed it shut, but my hand was still in the breach, oh. and the um oh god, was, oh. so my hand was stuck in a shut air rifle, and then um the the kindly 
traveling man who was running the stall. He had very, very dirty fingernails and dirty hair. And I'm surprised I still have my arm. Yeah. Um, He he had to... I'd I'd run away from my dad. This is the other point. I was was on my own. Right. And now I was supposed to be like kind of with my parents and I ran off and had a go at the shooting stall. And then I came back with my (laughs) arm covered in blood and and, and the stall owner saying, uh, who is this child? So I've got a scar there, which I'm quite proud of. And that's warned me never to to leave. I have a a frock goat to my parents in in a fair. I I do have another scar there on my finger there. Oh, are you just swearing at me, or is that uh, no, no, no? I, 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 I can, but um, <laughs> but no, I'm try- I'll show it to you that way, so it's not swearing. Okay, uh, but on my middle finger, it's kind of an inch long scar where I had a a new pen knife, Ooh. and I was deciding, and it was actually a really awful cheap pen knife which didn't have a proper lock on it, and um, and I was sharpening something, and it just slipped, Ooh. and it just closed on me, mm. and I can still remember, I can still remember very clearly that I basically had a a penknife locked on my finger. Yeah. These are all quite kind of... These are awful. Middle-class accidents, are, though, aren't okay, they? Okay, so should I take this? <laughs> I want to take this in a different direction. Okay. Um, I'm doing a lot of writing. Well, as you know, we're doing a lot of writing at the moment, and yeah, I'm burning, yeah. burning the midnight What are we writing, oil. James? What are we, what are we writing? We are writing the Histories of the Unexpected Book. Yes! Yes, yes Which we will are. be out in late, in probably October 2018. Yeah. Ready for you to buy it yeah. for... Christmas for everyone in your life. <laughs> have you had an injury in writing life. the book? No, but I have been I have been drinking uh, espresso late at night <laughs> to keep me up. So I've been burning the midnight oil, and as a guilty pleasure, I have been watching Sons of Anarchy, right? Uh, which 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 is a brilliant, brilliant. Um, is that about a biker gang? On, it's about a biker gang, right? Okay. And one of the characters. Uh, an actor called Tommy Flanagan. I found this out. He, I noticed this sort of scar on his on his cheek, going from basically the corner of his of his of his mouth yeah. up almost towards his ear on both sides. On both sides. Okay. And so I thought, oh, I, I just thought this was this was makeup. But I but googling about it, um, just looking looking online about it, I he was actually attacked. In Scotland, he's Scottish. Scottish actor was attacked in Scotland outside a pub, and I was one of the things that we've been. One of the chapters that we're writing is about the smile. Yeah. And oh god, where are we yeah, going? Okay, okay, so Chelsea smile yeah. or the Glasgow smile, and and you know this is a Glasgow you pro- smile. You pro- the Glasgow smile, and it does have so, so, so his mouth was cut on either so side. So basically, yeah. what happens is you well, there are se- uh, I did a little bit more research on it. There are several ways in which you can oh. give somebody a Glasgow smile. Well, effectively, what you do is you slit the you slit the lips on yeah. either side at the corner of the mouth, so that basically you break the structure of the mouth, and yeah. then you either kick somebody in the testicles yeah. or you stab them in the stomach or hurt them in some way. Yeah. And basically that makes them scream mm. and then the screaming just splits right. them from the lip to the ear. That's so rather right. like the Joker, you have an enormous scar here. You the can Joker also do it, Batman. The Joker in Batman. You can also Is do it with a credit card. I don't know the history. Oh, go on. Just carry on. Like, you can card. do it with a credit card. How? Um, you put a credit card in somebody's mouth. and it, it, they, they use this in... For for women as well, and you know, and you'd basically like if you're doing it to a woman, um, you'd break her leg, right. and and she'd scream. Or you put somebody, you you get somebody, and you put you open their mouth over a curbstone, 
and then stamp on the back of the head, right. which basically just the problem there is that you can actually kill somebody okay. um, that way. Wow. Um, I, I feel quite sick. But the the historical um, sort of derivation of this is Glasgow in the 1920s and 1930s. And right. you've got these, these various sort of razor gangs. Yeah, um, like Peaky Blinders. Exactly like Peaky mm. Blinders, and you know who are armed to the teeth with all sorts of of, of weapons. You know they they'd have um, they'd have razor blades t- sort of sewn into their the lapels on their jacket. So if yeah. somebody tried to sort of if somebody tried to grab hold of them and and headbutt them, yeah, they'd just come away with their with their fingers all sliced. So Peaky Blinders is the name of the gangs. They so, had razor blades in the, yeah. in the peaks of their caps, yeah. same sort of thing. Yeah. But there are all, they were all sorts of gangs, and it, and it's on sectarian lines, so it's often mm. um, it's often um, you know it's often Protestant versus versus. I bet they had Catholic different guns. ways of, of um, permanently visual, vi- visibly I, I injuring bet, people. I bet I bet they did. So you knew that it was you could see someone and know that they'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. done by a Catholic um, gang yeah. or a Protestant gang. We've got um, the, the Billy I, I think... the Billy Boys, the Southside Stickers, the Norman Conks. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a real real problem. Yeah. Um, and they brought in a a sort of really tough super cop called Sir Percy Silito, huh. who basically decided that what he was going to he was going to, you know, in order for his career to sort of be meaningful, he was going to rid Glasgow of these gangs. And what he did was basically just go up into the Highlands and find really strong Highland men who really liked fighting and basically just <laughs> let them loose in Glasgow really in the gorbels and just said get stuck in and they you know and they cleaned it up Blimey. uh I mean and World War two breaks out um but anyway this is this is the Glasgow smile also the Chelsea smile and the yeah. Chelsea headhunters wow that's horrible um, but it's it, that that also links to the we, we were talking about accidental yeah. scars I, I didn't deliberately hit myself on the face no, with no, a boat no uh, and um so scarring and violence. Scarring and violence, deliberate scarring, yeah. so scarification. Yeah. Which does have its own history, doesn't it? Which does have its own history. Do you mm. want to talk a little bit about scarification? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I think there are two aspects of this off the top of my head. One is, I suppose you can, there's a history of self-harm, isn't mm. there? There's doing it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and people with, with often it's, it's, it's razor blades on the forearms, yeah. isn't it? The sort of cutting, yeah. cutting yourself for, mm. for attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I went to somebody uh, do that in front of me. Really? Yeah, it was uh, wow, horrific. Yes. Uh, in in a in a public place, um, it just literally just sort of opened up her. Well, that's interesting because that, that that's also there's going to be a history of people witnessing self harm yeah. and trying yeah. to understand it, and I bet there's a yeah. lot of information about that in places like the archives of um, the Bethlehem Mental yeah. Hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like so yes, I would say that that self harm is a really interesting aspect of that, which I would like to just research into. Yeah. Um, but then there's the deliberate scarification, um, which isn't to do with self harming. So it's a way of tattooing yourself, which yeah. is which has become popular yeah. in the last decade. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe more than that, but it has its own roots in um, in I, I should think I'm completely talking off the top of my head somewhere like Africa in, or in, in Africa, India, it, 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 Africa. It is incredibly widespread across huh. across Africa. And one of the things is that dark skin carries scars much. It makes they're much more visible right. than say tattoos. You know, tattoos aren't aren't that visible on on okay. darker skin. So scarification is a way of um, is a way of making making a mark sort of you know very very obvious. And there are various ways that you can do this. You know, you know, just brand branding or slicing. You know, some people would put ink in it, or you pack it. You in America, they pack it with tobacco, and what this mean? What this means is the the wound then sort of you know bulges, sort of bulges, and yeah. you get a much more pronounced, um, you get a much more pronounced scar. I mean, it's also in the last decade. Yes, you're right. It's an art form. Yeah, you know, it's become an art form, and people want to want to. Um, scar themselves. I mean, one of the strange things, I suppose, is we we, we were talking earlier on about um, we were talking earlier on about the way in which, particularly in the West, other than people who want to scar, scar themselves for sort of you know artistic reasons uh, nowadays or, or self harm, people will often want to hide scars, particularly medical scars. If you think about you know mastectomies or you know or whatever you know the this is very sensitive um and and medical scars like that you know connected with sort of conceptions of female beauty people are wanting to to hide those and keep them and you know keep them hidden um when women have um have cesareans you know that you're you're 
they're very sort of worried about you know precisely where the cut is made often you want the cut made in the folds of the skin as the sort of stomach yeah. kind of as you sit down the stomach sort of naturally sort of folds so that it can be it can be hidden or in your sort of waist waistband um but in in a lot of african um tribal societies um the the deliberate scarification of women was in fact connected with beauty mm. You know, and is something is something very different. So it's quite it's quite common for um, women to be scarred around the abdomen um, because that means that in in a sense that it's a sort of coming of age rite of passage form of scarification. It shows that they can that they are have re- achieved maturity. They're able to deal with pain. And also that then, therefore, they make good wives and will be able not only be the, it goes. Anthropologists argue they are sexually more demanding partners, um, but also that they can deal with the pain of childbirth. Oh, okay. Um, and there are a whole range of pictures uh, that I've th- that I've got here. I mean, look at these Ethiopian women. I have here. no idea what this is going to be. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that's amazing. All, yeah. So. Wow! So literally all and or here. Okay, let's just describe these for the listen. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So this one, this is a lady holding a baby, and on her right shoulder, she has got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So she's nine, an Ethiopian, seven, 11, 12, Ethiopian 13, 14, woman. Fifteen lines of scars. Each line is made up of somewhere around twenty or thirty tiny little. Marks. So, so it actually, it almost looks almost like little hatching marks, aren't like they? hatching marks. It looks a bit like chainmail in a yep. funny way. Yep. It's um, it's a complex pattern of scars. So she must have well over a hundred yep. little scars there, yep. and it's just on one 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 side of her shoulder. Yeah. Um. And then this this lady here, who's got scars all over her breasts. Yeah. And down her stomach and on her chest. But in a in a very artistic, very artistic, very artistic. These, these way. are raised. Yep. Um. Uh, they're short, raised scars in pairs uh, down between her breasts, onto her stomach, and on her chest. I mean, there, there are other ones here, just above the, just around the sort of tummy button here. Uh, well, on this, I, I mean, this tribeswoman. I'm amazed at how how um kind of attractive and artistic these yes, are. Yes, aren't they? They're, I mean, this one of the um, this pregnant lady on, she's got one. Um, she has tattoos on her stomach, and it's like these hatching marks, but they're all in little arrows. Yeah, it's almost like something you'd see on an on a rug. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. kind of yeah. re- um, repeated, uh, repeated p- geometrical pattern. Yeah, God, I bet it hurt. I mean, I bet it, I bet it hurt. But but it's but again, it's about it. It's how you read the scarification in a culture like that. Part of it is about you can read it from a sort of a women woman's point of view, and you can look at it in terms of female beauty. Yeah. Um, that is incredible. The back there. So there's a, the back of a lady from 1947, and. Um, what does that look like? That looks like it's almost the kind of the, a complex design of a stained glass window or a tiled floor. Is the yeah. only way I can yeah. describe that. It's yeah. amazing. It's great, isn't it? I mean, this would often it would often be used to denote particular tribes or particular family groups. You know, so people would have particular signs and symbols. You know, rather like I suppose in in modern day gang culture, yeah. you would have tattoos that shows. That show, shows affinity mm. to different different groups. Mm. So the scar we've gone from your scar. And yeah, your I mean, we started yourself. talking about my scar. I just want to talk about something else just yes. to finish off. So 
that's visible wounds that are sort of injuries that are visible. But the 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 worst injury I've had is not visible. Hmm. Can't see it. I well, fell off a ladder, and uh, when I was five or six, uh, and landed on my head um, on on a on a hard parquet floor, and oh. I fell off the top of a ladder. Um, and so I have. It still feels a bit weird. But can I? Can I does it hurt? No. Oh, oh. Um, have you got a plate in there? I don't know what. No, 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 no. no, no. Just, but I think I might have some kind of knitted bone or something. Right. Anyway, I, I landed on the t the middle of my head, absolutely the middle of my head, and I, and I had this huge egg, um, which then, which then, all the blood then drained down into my face and actually turned my face blue. I didn't have a black eye. I had a black face. You must have gone to hospital. Um, I must have. Not. No, I went to the beach instead. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, hilariously, I was. I, I had a couple of days in bed waiting for my lump to go down. Right. And then I went down to the beach, and uh, my dad threw me a frisbee. <laughs> and and, and I obviously had such bad concussion, I right. couldn't catch it, and, and it, and it hit me on the head on the lump. Oh my um, god. Anyway, so that also made me think about about um, injuries, which only I know about. So it's, a, yes. it's this question of personal of sc scars as a. As a, as a as a as a tool for historians to look yeah. at the body, obviously there are gaps in it. You yeah. have to talk to the person as well. And teeth is the other one that's got me thinking about this. So another way yeah. that you, that you can injure yourself or or scar yourself. So I I've not this tooth is fake. That one there. Oh, is it? Yeah, my front tooth. Front. Oh, you'd never you'd never notice. No. Um. So I I how broke did that happen? Surfing. I, I fell off and I smacked my face on the surfboard, and and it broke. God. Didn't break the tooth. It broke the root of the tooth. Oh, yeah. oh God! Uh, you know I'm top. totally phobic oh, of dentists. Unbelievable. Totally phobic. Well, you won't like this story. So I go oh. in. He says, "Oh, what's happened? Your, your teeth's gone black." Oh. Um. So what's happened is that you've broken the root in your tooth. So I don't need to give you an anaesthetic. You know, they usually inject you and make your face go numb. And I was like, okay, I, I completely believed. That's fine. But it, it turns out it hadn't quite broken the nerve. So, like, it had nearly broken the nerve, and he drilled into my tooth, which I didn't feel. But then he 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 had to clear out all of the dead stuff up up in the gum and put a, like a needle, like an inch long, in the hole of my tooth, and my nerve was still attached. Ah, I can still remember the pain. Anyway, so that's that's a um. That's, I nearly lost my front tooth. That's a crap. But it's all to do with so uh, um, losing your teeth. Your teeth get kicked out if um if they just fall out. Yeah. Um. Uh, and we can now replace them in modern dentistry, and you can never tell. So you can yeah. never tell yeah, that yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. A, a mouth injury, or or that I've lost my teeth. A from, dentist could, from, but but, from but just illness. from yeah, somebody just a looking bit of at the you, gums, it's a bit different yeah, colour. Yeah, yeah. Or you've lost your teeth through injury or through illness or whatever, um, which raises the interesting question of the history of false teeth. And I think we should do the history of teeth. Definitely, Elizabeth the first. Definitely, tell Dra me about her dragon, teeth. dragon's teeth. They were wooden. Wooden teeth, apparently. That's gross. Wooden teeth. Yeah. Why the, did she the have dentistry wooden teeth? was not. She used to polish her teeth with sugar. <laughs> so, 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 I, so I gather. I know very little about Elizabeth the First's teeth. You've got right. me. But I almost lost my front teeth in a in an accident. I was at a school fair, and there was a duck the lady competition right. where you had to throw. Somebody was lying on a bed, and you had to throw a hockey ball. And it's stupidly, no health and safety in those days. Um, you had to throw a hockey ball against a disc that would then re release this person to go into the water. <laughs> and they got me at the back of this, picking up all the hockey balls. So stupid. <laughs> and there was there was one kid in my class. It was a right little toe rag who decided that he was going to. I mean, this was, I was aged eleven. He was going to pick up a hockey ball and throw it at me. And just as I turned round, the hockey ball smacked me 
in the in the face and smacked me in the teeth. And I, my parents, you know, the teacher sort of came up and said, "Oh, he looks, he looks he, you know, he looked at me and it was sort of absolutely fine. You know, his teeth are still there." And um, but well, the problem thing was, my teeth were straight, but I actually had really prominent sticking out teeth <laughs> with like a one point five, one point seven um, centimeter gap over over overbite overjet. Over That's big, and, uh, and it went and it was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got sorted out with braces. Um, I have the beautiful gnashes that I have today, but um, my teeth had basically been not straight. And then we, we rushed, I was rushed to a dentist and they put on an emergency kind of splint, but basically just um, covered it in glue, which basically held it there. Wow. And then, and then they started going slightly gray hmm. afterwards. And then miraculously came back to life about, a, about a year later. Yeah. Oh. Um, I didn't know that teeth could fine. come back yes. to life. That's amazing. Yes. So we story. should do something about teeth. We will do with the history of teeth. Yes. Um, thank you very much for listening. That was the scar part two. And we, if either of us hurt ourselves, we will probably do the scar part three to keep yes. you guys on track Definitely. of what our bodies look like. Definitely. Um, if you enjoyed what you were listening to, please um, uh, follow us on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Dr. Sam Willis. I am at James Daybell. And you can follow Histories of the Unexpected on at Unexpected Pod. We are... We are proud to be part Ooh, of the excellent History Hit Network, home of Dan Snow's History Hit and other great shows. That's true. And uh, if you want to um, read up with some show notes, find out what we've got planned, find out what else has been going on, um, you can find us on historyhit.com forward slash unexpected. Um, that's it. So um, speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this podcast and you like learning about the past, check out my latest venture. It's called History Masterclass, and it's a new type of historical event where you can actually learn in person from the best historians around today in unique and stunning historical locations. You can find out more at thehistorymasterclass.com and follow on Facebook and Twitter at thehistorymc.